0: Ever wonder what it's like to be on both sides of a great college football rivalry? You're about to find out. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor bears part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Baylor brought to you by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Cam Stewart. Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. Special guest today, one of my friends in this industry. Not a lot of friends in this industry, but Chad's one of the nicest guys in this industry. Chad yeah. Botherin, covering sports for KWTX Channel 10 down here in Waco. And then I'm on station down here in Waco. And Chad has an interesting backstory when it comes to this. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you uh how we met so this was at i think a baylor baseball game and chad comes up to me uh we both see, probably seen each other in press boxes uh and you know we're getting to get familiar with each other talking a little bit and he was like yeah did you go to baylor i said yeah yeah i did i did um and i don't even remember how it came up and i was like well where did you go and he's like oof <sighs> you're not gonna like this because i'm a tcu guy like what what <laughs> I mean, look, if you're a UT guy working here, look, that's a big school. I get it. But we do small schools who don't like each other at all. Chad is a TCU alum now covering the Baylor Bears and doing it very well, by the way, for KWTX Channel 10. So, Chad, that has to be the first thing in your mind when you're you're going through the interviews, you're getting the call that you've got the job here in Waco. You're like, boy, I got to strap in. I got to do this. What was that like? Dude... (laughs)
1: Well, well, first of all, Cam, thanks for having me on. And I know we, we were just kind of talking about this. This is like one of my favorite topics. I've I've been waiting for this, uh, you know, for, for so long. Because I know when I was here, TCU and Baylor baseball, they played in Fort Worth. So mm-hmm. I didn't travel for that one. So this is kind of the first big thing I've really, you know, well, you know, both sides, especially obviously, you know, the rivalry, which I know we'll talk a bunch about that. But when, you know, I I got the the call that, you know, I had an interview with, you know, channel 10 and Waco. And uh, I immediately told all my TCU buds, you know, I'm in, you know, <laughs> m- multiple group chats with, you know, football fanatics, sports guys, you know, from TCU. And they're just like, Oh boy, you know, <laughs> and, and, you, you know, and then, you know, you know, how this industry is, you know, I'm very close with all of my mentors, uh, professors, mm-hmm. you know, um, instructors, people I worked for at TCU when I was uh, doing some media stuff there. And they're like, uh oh, you know, that, that, that was kind of their reaction too, but you know, it's, I mean, I've enjoyed covering Baylor. Um, I know that, you know, at, pretty much everyone kind of in the, that I see every day, they know I'm a TCU guy. So they've been, mm. you know, give me a little bit of heart slowly, covering. but
0: surely they all know now, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. Right. Yeah. Some people are kind of taken aback by it, but you know, I, uh, but I mean, I, I've enjoyed being around Baylor. Uh, obviously I love TCU, but it's, it's been good. You know, there's, there's, there'll be no ill feeling for me. Uh, I can't necessarily say who I'm rooting for, but I could also say uh, I'm, I'm covering Baylor uh, this weekend. That, yeah. that, that That is my job.
0: <laughs> that is a, I am of very much of the mind it's okay. It is okay for you to root for TCU and cover Baylor objectively. I think you yeah. can do both those things. And I'm sure that's going to be a rock and a hard place too, because this is, a great market to do sports in terms of having, you know, passionate fan bases, especially in high school, obviously, but um to have a big D one athletics program that you don't just go straight to ESPN for. So uh, we're, we're thankful that you're here. Uh But looking at that um, how, how has that been being just in the Baylor locker rooms, you know, covering Baylor 24 seven, when you just weren't probably their biggest fan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's funny. I think, uh, you know, when everyone kind of chooses their colleges um, out of high school, the kids that are choosing TCU and Baylor, they, they probably look at both of those schools, you know. so Sure, I
0: did. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, a lot of people do. So you kind of do the whole, you know, the tour, you know, you, you go, you know, you tour TCU or Baylor. For us, we drove up. Uh, that is a call. There we go. So, that is a call. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but for us, you know, I'm from the Houston area. And so, you know, you drive up. Uh, through Waco, tour Baylor. You drive up to TCU, uh, toward there in Fort Worth, and you, know, you kind of decide between the two. For for me, you know, I I love TCU, but uh, you know, I, I guess going back to your question, this year it's been being in the Waco side of this rivalry has has been hard. Obviously, I'm you know you're you're no stranger to that, yeah. but it's it, you know it, it the mood has just kind of died. And you know, no bowl game. Obviously, not a ton to play for. There's obviously implications that you know could be surrounded the team and the staff. You know, next couple of weeks we could be seeing that live. And so it's 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 a tough place to be right now uh, covering Baylor Baylor football. And that that is an yeah, understatement
0: <laughs> for sure. And, and were you a TCU fan growing up at all, or is that something you just kind of fell in love with when you started looking at the school?
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. But you know, I just kind of started looking at the school. I'm I'm a baseball guy. I. Not- but before I went to TCU, I played a year of college baseball um, at a oh, small, sm- smaller school called Shriner College uh, out in okay. Kerrville, so so the Hill Country, very beautiful area. And uh, but I had been accepted to TCU before that. Um, before I decided to play, so it was either go to TCU or play college baseball, and I kind of got the best of both for a couple of years, which, which which was great. Uh, but you know, when I was growing up. Uh, both my parents went to Sam Houston, and I'm surrounded in the Houston area by A&M fans, uh, Texas fans everywhere. Even a lot of Texas Tech people will end yeah. up in, uh, in Houston. So if you're a Baylor or TCU fan growing up in the Houston area, you're honestly in the minority by, by mm-hmm. far. It's It's not even close. And so being a baseball guy, you know, when I was growing up, middle school, high school, TCU was in the College World Series five years in a row yeah. for baseball. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like this – I would love to cover them. I would love to be a part of that somehow. And so I was like, I was sold, you know, obviously TCU, uh, I believe, let's see, I, I was probably maybe 11 or 12. That math may not be right. When Andy Dalton uh, won the Rose bowl Andy okay. Dalton also from Katy, Texas, yep. you know, right down the road for me, uh, probably a town over uh, where, from where I grew up. And so I was very familiar with him and, you know, and then I, I remember kind of the thing that sealed the deal for me. I believe I was a junior in high school, you know, you're, about to you know start looking at colleges, applying for that, and TCU pulls off one of the greatest comebacks in history, Alamo Bowl against Oregon, and I was just like, man, this is
0: a incredible school to be a part of. And that about a month and a half after a double overtime victory against Baylor, uh, which is really those three or four years. I mean, really this ten, this decade long from I think about, I, mean, I guess it ends up being eleven or twelve years, but from the RG three coming out party all the way up to last year's game is the zenith of this rivalry. So you get to see it as kind of a fan from afar and then be a part of it. So I think it's one of the great underrated rivalries. What does the rivalry mean to you between these two teams now being on kind of either side? Yeah. That,
1: that, that's a great question. You know, the, the interesting thing is, you know, I, I kind of talked up leading up to 2015, 2016. I got to TCU in the fall of 2017. And to, to tell you the truth, at least from the Fort Worth perspective of it, the, the Baylor and TCU rivalry, that was probably the lowest point that it, it's been at in my lifetime because, yeah, uh, obviously, you know, that was, you know, a year or two, I guess, year and a half, maybe that, you know, Baylor cleared house of their staff mm-hmm. uh, with that scandal. Yep. and So while I was a student at TCU, really, I, I was looking forward to the the Baylor rivalry. And I was like, man, this this is great. You know, it was uh, when I was in school, I believe it was at Thanksgiving weekend a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, dude, th- this is going to be it. But you play SMU, you know, week three, TCU. And it's like, whoa, that that was crazy. Yeah. Well, later in the season, you played Texas. Uh, TCU beat them a couple times while I was there. And I was like, wow, that, that's big. I was like, well, if these two rivalry games are huge, I wonder what this
0: Baylor game is going to
1: be like. And while I was a student, it was underwhelming. And that's That why, hatred had
0: just been sucked out. I mean, the, the basis of the rivalry for sure was Patterson-Bryles. And they just hated each other and that had just been sucked away you're
1: right absolutely and so you know it was so I didn't really get to experience that probably honestly until maybe this year and I I was in, I wasn't in Texas uh last year so I think last year's you know uh fire fire drill field goal game I think that was so important to this rivalry it kind of revived it uh revived the quote unquote, you know, what used to be called the revivaly. If I, I firmly believe if it wasn't for that game, we may not have had, you know, a, a patented protected game like we do have now, you know, that was announced earlier this week. So I mean, but th- this rivalry, this is going to be the best one that I've probably experienced, especially with the renaming of everything. And I have, I finally have a full experience of being in both camps. And it's, this is, the, this is my Super Bowl. It, it literally, yes,
0: is. bro. I get that. And I, I see what you did there. You're trying to get me to thank TCU for such an exciting finish last year to revive the revival. Well, and you know what, Chad, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I talked about it on the show yesterday with Steven Simcox. I was, I was dead, man. That was awful. This is a good time to start talking about some of our sponsors for today's video. And a good time to tell you that today's video is brought to you by prize picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the most fun I've had betting because it's so easy to do. And now that basketball is in here was long as well as football, which you're watching both. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball in the specials league that they have on prize picks. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that go across the sports. So For example, I'll just use the the cookie cutter example here, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey. Uh, You can do a combo of like 10 and a half for three-pointers and receptions, and you're there. It's so easy, and you can play alongside some of your favorite celebrities. Meek Mill is huge into prize picks, and you can find him in the community plays under those promo tabs to see what he's picking each week. To go along with that. And my favorite part about prize picks is it's got the reboot policies that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that injury insurance policy. So what you got to do, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college, and then use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time. That's prizepicks.com slash college. and then use the code lockedoncollege for a first deposit, deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So, Chad, the Revivalry has a new brand on it. <laughs> the Blue Bonnet Battle. I know you guys ran it in the newscast on Monday night. Just give me your thoughts. Just, I, I won't give any disposition, predisposition, anything like that. Just give me your thoughts.
1: Oh yeah, we we definitely it it was pretty much our entire newscast. I led yes. both the the five and six o'clock show, which you know when especially when in this news climate, if you're a sports lead, something big has to happen. This is obviously huge yeah. Yeah. news, and so I, I was first, you know, top of the A block, five hundred one, six hundred one. like, man, th- this is big time. I, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it. I had known about um, there was gonna be a renaming of it. You know, mm-hmm. I'd been in contact with some Baylor people, some student government people. They knew I'd okay. gone to TCU, And so they I had talked to them about a few things. Uh, I didn't actually though know that they were gonna rename it because they had tossed around the term revivalry and so I was like, oh, they're they're gonna bring back the revivalry and just really lean into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I, I don't think that would have been the worst idea at all. It, it's it's kind of it flows off the tongue. It um it's what it has been called several times in the past. I know that, but you know, if you're to revive the revival rename, I, I didn't think that was a bad thing. Here's the thing blue bonnet battle. I'm a Texas kid. I I yep. love I love blue bonnets. If if you go on my Twitter handle, my you know, like the little background uh the, the header, I guess. Yeah, the header. Twitter, yeah. It's it's a field of blue bonnets. It's, wow, it's been, that's so
0: Texan <laughs> of you, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so it, cute. It, it's a, it's a field of blue bonnets. I think my Facebook page has like a cow with blue bonnets. I, I love Texas. I love the flower. Does it belong in the name of a football rivalry? Absolutely
0: not. <laughs>
1: it, it doesn't. I mean, you know. It,
0: Especially one that has been, like, I know it's not the alt. It's, I know it's not Ohio State, Michigan, but one that has been put on such a pedestal, at least for us here in Texas the last decade, again, because of the hatred, because of the vitriol uh to throw just blue bond in there it's like oh uh.
1: yeah oh yeah and, and I'm, I'm sure you know this but this uh as of this saturday it will pass texas and texas a&m for the most played game in the state of texas that that is historic that that's that means
0: historic. something man it, it means, means something
1: something huge and as far as we know this game is going to be protected and we don't know what the a&m ut rivalry is going to look like so as far as we know it will not. It won't. It's not going to pass it. it. It probably won't, especially if they're doing the non-conference or the non-division deal in in right, within right. the SEC. Mm-hmm. So it it it's going to be the most historic for years to come. And you, you know, the, there's also obviously the history with you know TCU, you know, burned down in Waco when it was a you know original school. All yeah. that. So there, there's so much history. Could have done, cool yeah, yeah, done something cool with that. Yeah, yeah. They could have done something cool with that too. They're, And, you know, I I was so tempted on when when they announced yesterday, it's on a big Zoom call. I was so tempted. I I was kind of taken aback by the name, but I was tempted to say, hey, what were the second, third, fourth place names? What's on the cutting room floor? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'd love to know that. Yeah. And I I should have asked it. I don't know why I didn't. I'm sure some people, other other people on the call had that same thought. But, you know, uh, another funny thing is, you know, Cam, you see on Twitter now, the big thing is these. These huge or I, I guess the the social media wizards now they make these kind of movie trailers for you mm-hmm. know so unlease uh un- 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 jerseys you know games obviously things like that you know they, they look like movie trailers yeah what, what what is the blue bonnet battle gonna be is is it gonna be these six seven 300 pound linemen? rolling in a field of blue bonnets. I, I don't know. That would be but, fantastic. It'd, it'd be kind of funny. But at, at, at the same time, I, I don't know. You know, you think of iron skillet. That that has the punch. Good. You know, yeah. you, you you think of all these other things. And, and, and
0: I think I, about those videos too. By the way, did, before we move on from it, did you see what TCU posted as kind of their hype video for it, for the announcement? Uh, it was just like, it was like still images and like, uh, oh, this yeah. is Baylor TCU. Like, it, it yeah. I Look, I, I know they probably weren't too jazzed up to do it, but it's something I could have done on my lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I know you've done much better work than that. It's just like neither school actually really seemed into it. Baylor still has not tweeted or posted anything about it. It's right. just the student government, and it's so funny. Here we are later in the week; there's just nothing. Still, it's like makes me wonder if this is if this name is even gonna last. I, I mean, it could be a one or two year thing the way this, this has been dragged a-
1: absolutely. The, the craziest thing that I don't even think we've mentioned yet. Have you seen the trophy? Yeah. do you, do you know how big it is? And also, do you know how heavy forty five pounds is? Like that's
0: 10 pounds heavier than the Stanley cup, by the way. That's too heavy.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm worried. Are these kids going to get a black eye or cut their face when they're holding it up and winning? And there's, there's a hundred, you know, a hundred guys dogpiling you and you know, you're, you're dog tired. You just played a three hour marathon and it's going to hurt somebody. (laughs)
0: It's (laughs) dumb. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I mean, there's certain great criteria for a trophy, and this doesn't all have to be, this doesn't have to be it for all of them, but a good wearable trophy is awesome. I I hate these two teams. I really do. But the golden cowboy hat and the red river shootout, that's just like as good as it gets. Like that is so awesome. This is a trophy. As I've said on this podcast before, this is a trophy that looks like a trophy, mm-hmm. nothing else. Yes. It reminds me of the Texas State football championship trophy, which also stinks for as great an award as it is, Uh, like, is that, do you think this, are you like me in that I'm I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I think this could be a one or two year thing. I I think they might rebrand pretty soon here. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And I I think the thing that is on both the school sides is that if you look at it, they practically got this work for free. I mean, and I, I will say props to both student governments on both sides. That's it's way beyond the work that I would be able to do as a as a college kid, uh, I and I emailed with uh, some of the TCU, and I've talked to Lily Davis, uh, the the vice president of this Baylor student government, and you know I I I want to applaud them for the work they've done, and I think it's important. However, g- given the fact that you know they it's volunteer work when you're a student, uh, as far mm-hmm. as we know, and so they could easily pour some money into it if they feel like the name doesn't stick. If it right. doesn't, you know, things like that, they could, it could easily be changed. I, I think so. I, I don't know if it will or not. And, you know, it may be a couple years out, but I, I will say you, you do have to applaud the student government for on both sides for bringing this back. And I, I think that's a fantastic deal. But is it okay to tweak it? Absolutely. Yeah, That I don't yeah. think that's a knock on them. It's just, you know, you want to make this the best that it could possibly be, given that, you know, they're playing for the 119th time this Saturday.
0: Yeah, we, we want the brand. We want the trophy. We just want them better than this. Best part about the Blue Bonnet Bowl, you can say it on local news. Unlike the Super Bowl, you can actually say it. Oh, We're going to have have picks and predictions for the first Blue Bonnet, the inaugural Blue Bonnet Battle. Sorry, not the Blue Bonnet Bowl. That was a game for a long time. (laughs) The Blue Bonnet Battle coming up after this. First, I got to tell you about athletic brewing, though, and our Game Changer of the Week and looking into TCU. I've already picked a game-changer this week, but I'm going to have to pick another one, and I'm going to go with Dave Aranda. I know that's low-hanging fruit, but this is a guy who's coaching for his job, and I don't know what's left to play for at this point, but you kind of know it when you see it, and we just need some better effort this week. A a win over TCU does not make or break the whole season, but it would be really nice to go into. So that's my game-changer of the week, much like how athletic brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game because they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. I've had them for myself. They're awesome. And the best, my favorite part about it, not only does it taste good, but you also don't have the hangovers. Okay. So you get that great tasting award-winning beers that actually beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They've got over 50 styles of them, craft, non-alcoholic, which has IPAs, golden sours, anything you would want in a beer, you're getting in a non-alcoholic beer without the hangover the next day. It's great for any occasion. Okay, you can have them for the Revivalry. You can have them for the Blue Bonnet Battle. Any occasion. No, I mean, seriously, you can have them on a date night. You can have them at home. You can have them on the golf course. You can just anywhere you can think of. Athletic Brewing is the way to go. So what you need to do, you can find it at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. And if you're doing that online order First-time customers can use the code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing, near beer. Exclusions do apply. So you mentioned earlier, Chad, that this might not exactly have the fervor that this game has had in the past or the implications that this game has had in the past. Even last year, Baylor could play for, you know, they were already going to a bowl, but they could play for knocking their arch rival out of the playoff, potentially not so much the case this year. Baylor's already out of bowl contention at three and seven. TCU is hanging right on the edge at four and six. Uh So my question to you is what is there to play for in this game?
1: Well, I the, the obvious is that for TCU, they they want to play a bowl game. And they're, you know, it's, for for the the fans and for just the program, it has been a weird year for TCU, and I, I don't think it necessarily. It does it doesn't not make sense, but at the same time, you know so what Sonny Dykes did last year is it, w- it was incredible. You know, obviously, we don't that that speaks for itself. But the hangover, I didn't realize that it would be this bad. Uh, for, for TCU I think they I thought they would have at least climbed up to eight wins the best they could do now is, is six because they're, they're four and six right now hanging by a thread and they got Baylor and they have Oklahoma on the road which that that's not a tough way to end the season but <laughs> with, with you know TCU has more to play for but you know I, I'd be willing to make the argument Dave Aranda and and his staff they have more to play for in this yeah. game be, because if you know if Dave Aranda walks away with a win from this one. I don't necessarily think it changes long term things, but it could change the short term, the future for him and his staff. I mean, because this this is it's a huge attention getting game. It's a big mm-hmm. rivalry game, and it doesn't change the outcome. But you know, it's it's one of those end of things. You know, how is this team playing now? Well, if Baylor goes out and kicks butt, it's like man, it helps. You know, it, it helps. It, it, helps. It, it, it helps his case. And I think it could buy him some more time if, you know, alluding to, you know, speculation around his future mm-hmm. at, at Baylor. So it, it very well could be. So both teams definitely have things to play for. I think there's more that TCU obviously has to play yeah, for. More but, Yeah. Yes.
0: 100%. And you know but, what this game makes me think of the build up to is uh, 2018, which sounds like it would have been your second year at TCU, as a game down here in Waco. It's my last home game as a student at Baylor. And Baylor would have been five and five and TCU right around the same. Um, and both teams just weren't very good. Um, and it, I don't know if it was still Kenny Hill, whoever the quarterback was at TCU was hurt. Um, and, I was like, Oh my God, we're finally going to beat him again. Like this is this, we have to, you know, a win puts us into bowl contention. Um, you know, this is the buildup under Matt rule. We're playing at home. There are quarterbacks out. This is it. This is finally the time. We're actually a better team than them. And it was, I think a 16 to nine final score or 13 to nine final score where TCU went off the golden right arm of Grayson Mule and beat Baylor at, at home. That was the first time that I thought like, oh my gosh, like we can't beat these guys. When are, when are we going to beat these? Guys? Last year was like my most dormant of like, we're never going to beat them. It doesn't matter how good we are or how good they are. We just never, ever beat them. And I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through my phone because I'm trying to find a picture here. I don't know that I still have it. So little known fact about me is in June of 2014, so just after my junior year of high school, I went to a journalism camp for two weeks at the Bob Schieffer School of Journalism at TCU. And, oh, God, I've got it somewhere, but I'm not going to be able to find it in the constraints of this podcast. There is a picture of me with a couple of football players because we were tossing the pigskin around on the lawn. And one of them, wouldn't you know, Grayson freaking Mjolstein. (laughs) That is incredible. Who ends my McLean Stadium student career with just, I mean, one of the most depressing losses with my time at Baylor, even though neither team was that good. I was like, finally, <laughs> we're gonna beat them again. And they just it was like a funeral march, man. And we did beat TCU the next year, have not beaten them since. So this rivalry means a lot uh, to guys like you and me. It's it's not one that is you know taking over entire states the way Ohio State and Michigan does it, it's not that uh, but it, it's i think it's such a cool tribute to two schools where you have to have a connection to right like you don't just run into baylor or tcu fans who have no connection to the school you got to have a connection there and so that means when they are fans they're fans they're real fans they're not walmart t-shirt fans they're they're really in it and so within that to have this great rivalry that most of the nation does not know about Cause you got to have a connection to it, I think, to me is perfect, and I am such a TCU hater, man. And so, like, a win again, it's not going to salvage the season for me, but it's going to feel real good. It'll be the memory that I take, um, from now and forever. And it sucks, it sucks when we don't win that game, and it happens a lot, Chad. I know that's got to be the case for you again, again, you know, not one that we grew up with, uh, necessarily. But now that you've had that that purple in your blood and have that degree, it's, it's got to feel that way, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it feels even more that way because my first semester at TCU, uh, TCU loses twice to Oklahoma, one in the regular yeah. season, one in the Big 12 championship. they at Jerry World at the thing, and I was like, dude, it doesn't get any better than this. So I thought. And then TCU yeah. has <laughs> this national championship runner, like, dude, this, it doesn't get better than this. Obviously, it could have been better that game, but – you know.
0: But it does get better than this. It does. Saturday. It does. 2.30. <laughs> yes. Well, Raymond Carter Stadium. Yes. And it, it, it is the best of the best.
1: And, you know, it. there's, there's like we said, a lot to play for on both sides. Yeah. But this also, this could be monumental for this rivalry because there's going to be more eyeballs on this from both sides, more eyeballs in Texas. And it really has – the opportunity to, to set the stage for, you know, momentum swing in terms of when you look at some of the best robberies in college football, it really has that yeah. chance.
0: And I am so excited for it. I mean, both, I mean this in the best way possible, both teams, both fan bases, both alumni bases deserve this. We don't care what the rest of the country thinks. We never have. We've been the underdog. We care about what these either 100 miles north or 100 miles south thinks of us. So <laughs> I can't wait. Chad, thank you so much for coming on today and giving that perspective. Um, for, before we let you go, how can people find you and find your coverage?
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter, uh, at Chad Botherine, V-A-U-T-H-E-R-A-N-E, if you can see it uh, spelled there. Uh, normally, uh, our sports blocks on uh, KWTX Channel 10, CBS Station in Waco, but you can also download uh, the KWTX app. And uh, watch from wherever. So, you know, my my family watches from Houston. Uh, my fiance's family watches from Chicago. So you you can watch it anywhere. And um, so you can watch that uh, normally 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock. You'll find sports uh, on KWTX. We'll probably do some morning stuff, uh, morning of, uh, you know, the, the Blue Bonnet Battle. That's going to be huge. Yes. So uh, we'll be posting lots of great stuff. And there's going to be some good stuff coming out.
0: Yeah, and I, I truly mean this. Chat is one of the very best that we have in this market putting out that content. So once again, very thankful for you to be on today and thankful for you all to listen and making it your first listen today and every day. We'll be back with postgame after, I won't even say, but the inaugural Blue Bonnet Battle. Whomever wins it and whomever is destroying that trophy, we will see you then.